0: Hi, I'm Tanner Olson, and this is episode 41 of Walk a Little Slower, a podcast where I share a little hope, a little love, and a little bit of what I've been learning. This is a podcast where you are invited to slow down, to lean in, to hold fast, and to eventually, to eventually keep going. Welcome. Before we jump into this episode of the Walk a Little Slower podcast, I just wanted to say once again, Thank you. Thank you for rating and reviewing and for sharing this show. And thank you for all the kind orders at writtentospeak.com over the last few weeks. I am thrilled that many of you will be giving my books as gifts this holiday season. That's so cool. So I, I cannot thank you enough. All right, today's episode is with creator and poet Ellen Everett. Ellen Everett is a poet, author, illustrator, and graphic designer from Tennessee with a passion for storytelling through both language and art. And I came across one of her videos on Instagram a while back, and I reached out to see if she would want to be on the podcast to talk about poetry and writing and creating. And she said yes. So with that, here is my conversation with poet Ellen Everett. I don't know, necessarily know how to start like a podcast, so we're. This is the podcast is recording, so any question from here on out, it could be on the podcast. But um, I like. Do you do you share your poetry in front of audiences?
1: Um, I actually only have one time, and it was actually while I was in school. Um, um and I went to MTSU, so Middle Tennessee State University, <laughs> Murfreesboro, and I did one there. But besides that, it's only been. Um, Kind of on my Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I've not done a lot of that. Hopefully, eventually, plan on branching out. But I feel like, do you do, you do, you talk in front of people, don't you?
0: Oh, yeah. I talk, <laughs> I talk in front of I talk in front of people. I talk in front of walls, trees, whoever, whoever you think is listening, <laughs> I'm going to talk to them. Yeah. I, so I started poetry and then we can kind of, well, well, this is great. But I, I, I got into poetry because I wanted to do like spoken word, right? Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to be, um, have you heard of the poet named Anis Mojgani?
1: No, wrote, I haven't.
0: He has a, a beautiful poem. He has a couple like really poems that just like make my mind go crazy, but he has one called Shake the Dust. And I saw him perform it um, in like 2009, and it changed absolutely everything for me. And I was like, that's what I wanna do. Like, I want to I want to share poetry in front of people. And then I got into other poets, like uh, a guy by the name of Levi, the poet, or the guy by the name of Dan Smith. They just like, and I was just like, I love that. And so when I first got into poetry, I was like, I'm gonna do spoken word. And my early stuff was the, like, it's, it's not <laughs> embarrassing, because everybody starts somewhere. But I always say it's not good. Like I, no. I don't, sh- I don't share those poems in front of people anymore. It was just that a little angsty. Sense. Like got want, I like, I, my voice got all like angry and sad. And I'm not that really kind of person. Yeah. Um, and so that's like how it all began. So I, so yes, I do, I do events in front of people where it's like spoken word and stories and a little bit of comedy, but I don't, I don't like brand myself as a comedian because that is a lot of pressure and I'm not <laughs> ready. I'm not ready for that it's a lot of pressure how did how did did you get into poetry
1: oh wow um well i've always loved writing um Mm -hmm. and i actually never really planned on becoming a writer i don't even think that was really on the radar at all Mm -hmm. Uh, i always just loved everything creative so i flip flopped between do i want to be a photographer or or this or that just had so many different um kind of plans there but uh, or lack of plans I should say Um, (laughs) but um, yeah I really used to love music a lot and I played piano um, but I could never sing and so I would write these songs (laughs) but I was awful I mean I sounded horrible Um, and so it was kind of frustrating for me because I played piano for years and not being able to sing the words I wrote it was like oh Um, so I actually kind of fell away from playing piano but the thing that kind of stuck was always the writing mm. um and so um it kind of it was actually on my 19th birthday I had this moment where I was like I only have one year left of being a teen what am <laughs> I gonna do <laughs> um and I I mean I'd kept writing I knew it was something that I liked and I didn't even really know to call them poems at the time so to speak but mm-hmm. it was just feelings and um I just told myself then on my 19th birthday I was gonna write a book before I was 20, and that's kind of how I saw as a Flower* started. <laughs> that's so. so cool. Well, that's that's
0: awesome. I think there's a lot a lot of artists out there, creatives who are like they start out doing one thing and then they realize okay maybe that's not it, but it, it leads them to something else. Kind of like I was saying, like I started writing like these long spoken word type poems that were just super angsty, but it, like you have to kind of like begin to kind of figure out where you're going. And it kinda and you also had that little like that fuel behind you that little pressure of like, before (laughs) I turn 20, like I'm gonna do this and you did it.
1: Yeah, well, it was pressure. It was like, I was like, I'm only gonna get this one year. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'll never be 19 again. So it kind of, it did help for yeah. sure. Like, yeah. and We can thank God that we're
0: actually. only 19 once, right? Like yes. that was just like, that was good. We did it. All right, moving on to 20. Um, yeah. You have, I mean, so your name is Ellen Everett, which is mm-hmm. like the perfect name for a poet. Where right? like my name, my name is Tanner Olson, which is like really good for like insurance, maybe oh, like a youth God. pastor, right? So, but Ellen Everett, like that's, that's great. Do you like, I mean, I'm sure that like you can like lean into that being like, well, like my name is, like a, it's very poetic. Like I can just, so I can just write poetry.
1: That is so funny. You know, everyone actually comments on that. My name for some reason. Um, and I'll even meet people in stores and they'll ask for your card or whatever when you yeah. pay for something. And they're like, this one lady, one time, she was like Ellen Everett. That sounds like a name of someone that's gonna do something, <laughs> and that was just so cool to hear. But um, yeah, just having the EE is just really nice. Um, but I like Tanner Olson. That's cool. I feel like that's yeah. a poet.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll keep it. Yeah, I'm not I'm not, I'm not planning to change it anytime <laughs> anytime soon. Um, and so you're you're from East Tennessee. Does like being from Y'all, that is certainly the South. Does that, how does like that influence your, your writing?
1: Mm, Well, gosh, it's hard. Um, I think growing up in a small town, well, I graduated with like 45 people in my graduating class. So it was a super small school, um, like K through 12. So um, really small. And I think it really impacted me in my writing because I always felt like i had a whole group of people um in it with me um mm-hmm. so i got to develop like a really strong sense of community at a young age um and some ways some people aren't don't like the fact that everyone knows everyone but for me it was really great because um especially when i wrote i saw his flower i'd even been graduated from high school a couple years and i remember just feeling like the whole town was behind my back and um that was that was really cool. And um, yeah, just feeling like people believe in you um, really helped me more than anything. I think
0: that's I think that's huge, especially, uh, well, for being a human being, like, it's hard to be a human being. We know that. But like, when you have people around you who are just like, who will cheer you on? Right? Because I think a lot of time, like a lot of times, I might be a little fearful to release something or put something into the world because I don't know if people are going to like it or accept it, even though I believe in it. But it sounds like you have this experience where you said, hey, I'm going to do something. And the whole, you know, your community was like, we're behind you. Like, it could be absolutely terrible. Right. It wasn't. It was good. But it could be like, but they were like, I, I'm with you on this. And I think yeah. that really like helps take one person from, from one level to the next and to be like, yeah, I, I am going to do something with this name. Like I am doing something with this name and <laughs> I'm, I'm creating and I'm sharing and I'm releasing. How did that, how did that go? Like writing your first book? What was that like for you?
1: Um, well, I was actually in school at the time. So, um, I, I could, the only time I could really write was after my classes were over. So pretty much every night after school, i would come home, sit on the couch and, um, write my book. But, it was kind of this thing where the, the urge to write kind of happened out of nowhere. I just Mm -hmm. felt this burning desire every day to write. And I just always had this feeling that it was meant, it was just meant to be happening. It was really weird. Mm -hmm. I'd never felt that way about anything. Um, just so sure that I was meant to be doing it. So I really feel like, um, Uh, It was just something I couldn't control. And I I really just kind of leaned into that and um, just kept going.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think that's, I think that's it too. And it's, it's, it's a weird thing, I think, to find yourself in a situation where it's like, oh, I I think this is what I'm supposed to be doing because (laughs) I don't know, like if you're anything like me, I, for a long time was just like trying to find the thing that I was supposed supposed to do and I think a lot of people I think most people can kind of like there's this like there's random few like couple of people in, in class who were like they always knew they were gonna go here and do this and do this they, like had their whole life figured out I was never that person I was like I was more excited about having chicken tenders for dinner than I was about like oh one day I'm gonna go to college Like that wasn't something that excited me that was like that was like a I kind of have to go do that whereas like other things in my life I was like oh this is gonna be fun I look forward to this but I didn't really have have a plan either and then you know going back to when i saw the first person share a poem i was like oh that's a job like you can you can do that like you can you can share something that you've written and something that you care about and other people you can like invite people into that as well and i think a lot of times like we talk about like what am i supposed to do or um you know in the church will talk about like what are you called to do and that's there's a lot of pressure on those things uh, yeah. but like i think you know for me and it sounds like for you too like writing is one of those things where i can just i can exhale and breathe mm-hmm. and be and see what happens and some people get that by being a lawyer not me or a yeah. doctor or like you know a teacher like whatever those things are but for us it's like this weird thing of like oh so you're a poet how does that okay how does that go like when you tell people I <laughs> say, what do you do? What do you tell them? Do you tell them well, that you're a poet?
1: You know, I actually know all the time. It's really weird. Um, well, okay. So I went to school for graphic mm-hmm. design, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's really weird because during school, I was with people who all were going to be graphic designers and they're going to be artists. So they never even really necessarily... For a long time when I was a writer, you just assume, oh, she's going to school for graphic design. Mm-hmm. She's going to be a designer. And so I feel like during school, I really got in the habit of just saying I'm a graphic designer. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really weird. I don't know. It's hard for me to open up to someone really quickly and say I'm a poet. And I don't know why, because it's definitely my biggest passion. It's my favorite thing to do. And... I don't know. I almost feel like I have to be ready f- to have that full-on conversation yeah. of like, you know, I'm a poet. I dive deep into my feelings. You know what yes. I mean? Yes. Um, oh,
0: I know what you mean.
1: So it, I have to gauge it with the person, and yeah. I'll say I'm a freelancer, or or I'll say I'm I'm a poet.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's 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 fun to see people's like responses when you tell them that. Um, like i remember i had one conversation with somebody and it was like the very one of the first events i did as a full-time writer and poet and i'm at a conference and i have a table with like books and stickers and business cards and it says there's a sign that says tanner olson author poet and speaker and i had this lady come up to me and she goes hey so like what do you do and she's an older lady and i was like well my name's tanner i'm an author and a poet and a speaker and she's like okay Nice to meet you, but like, what is it that you do? And I said, Well, my name is Tanner, and I'm an author and a poet and a speaker. And she's like, No, no, like, like, what do you do for a job? And it's like, My name is Tanner. I'm an author and a poet, and, and like, she just could not understand. Like, this is a job, you know. In like, you and I, we both know there's a lot of things that people don't see. Like, a lot of people just like see the words, but we wear every single hat that is like, that you can imagine. I mean, if I start listening off the top of my head, like I just, I I start wanting to look for another job, right? Because it's like, you're the, you know, you're the communications, you're the fulfillment station. You are like, you know, everything has to do with like money and website and social media. And then like, at some point you actually have to write also, you know, you eventually have to get to the point where you're writing and creating. Um, but I, it's fun. It's fun to like say to people like, Oh, I'm a poet because I was like, yeah, right. What do you really do?
1: <laughs> uh-huh. Well, there's so much that goes into it. Like you said, it's marketing. And I mean, it's just put having to constantly put yourself out there in every way possible. Um, yeah. So it's kind of hard to even begin to <laughs> describe yeah. what all it entails because you're not just writing. Um, so
0: no, I, I feel like I, I write about 10% of the time, right? Mm-hmm. Like if if like my job is, I am a writer. But there are so many of the things I have to do in order to be a writer. And that means that, I mean, that tells me that I really love what I do because I'm going to do 90% of things that I just don't really want to do. So I can do 10% of the things that I do love to do. Um, love, yes. Do you, do, you have, um, do you have something that you you find yourself writing about time and time mm-hmm. again? Because for me, I often write about like hope and slowing down. What What is that for you?
1: Um, I write a little bit of everything. I mean, definitely everything I write is very um, interwoven with what's going on in my life. Definitely mm-hmm. life experience, um, love, um, heartbreak, um, but definitely above all, I want it to have a hopeful tone for sure. And really, um, I, I definitely want to bring light in everything I write. So um, I want to be able to acknowledge hardships and adversity, but also write about you know, really embracing life and um, finding joy um, even in the mundane. So, um, mm-hmm. kind of a little bit of everything, uh, but yeah, yeah I want it to I, all come hopeful. Tone well, of I think,
0: th- and I think it, it it comes across certainly as that, and I think that's what some of the the best poets do. Is they, and I'm going to have you share a poem in a minute here, but I think that's <laughs> one of the best things that like that that poets get to do with the world is uh you know it's not like a. they're not like delivering like a, a sermon or a message they're not giving you like a song like something to sing with like what what i want to do and it sounds like what you want to do is you want to offer something light that that looks like it's heavy but it's it's light and you can kind of hold it and walk with it and hopefully make sense of it and then find some peace in it as well um and i and also, there's also some poets who are just like, here's everything about death and hate, but that's not that's <laughs> not like what we do. <laughs> it's not. No.
1: no. Um, um yeah, I think it's just really cool because we all are having a lot of the same feelings, we're having the same mm-hmm. experiences. Um, and I think that's just one of my favorite parts about it is the fact that we can bring new ideas to feelings that everyone experiences. Um, so that in itself just when someone reads something they really relate to, it just inherently makes them feel less alone. Um, and it's just really cool to be a part of that. So
0: yeah, I'm sure you you get a lot of messages on the daily people who find your work stumble across your stuff, and and then fill your inbox. Um, are there any messages that like that stick out to you that you're like, oh, okay, like it's okay, I'm, I'm this is this is helpful. Like what I am doing isn't for like myself but like somebody's getting something out of it.
1: Do you uh-huh. do you find
0: yourself receiving messages like that?
1: Oh yeah. Um I can't even begin to tell you how many people have messaged and just um told me that they were going through a hard time or um that my words just really helped them through whatever they were going through. And those messages are always my favorite just because I don't know, I feel like that's what I look forward to with writing is just mm-hmm. knowing that even if I'm not there physically with them, that my words could have an impact and hopefully get them through whatever they're going through. Um, but one in particular, this lady, she commented on one of my posts, um, and I've never it. She's forgotten it. She, she said, your writing is unpretentious, and she said, um, and kind to the world by coming from somewhere higher up and that was really meant a lot to me i was like because i've always had this fear too when you're a writer i don't want to sound like i have it all figured out um you know i I don't want to be person. i don't want to tell you how to live your life i want you to feel inspired by what i'm talking about and um find joy in your own life and i'm not trying to tell you how to live it but um so hearing her say just the first part about unpretentious was really nice. <laughs> and then just being kind to the world by coming from somewhere higher up, that was really special because mm-hmm. um, I kind of felt like she felt that tone of hopefulness. Um, mm-hmm. And so that was probably my favorite compliment I've gotten, I guess. That's awesome. <laughs> that's you?
0: That's cool. My, my favorite com- compliment uh, or comment that I get is is when someone says, hey, you you put into words what I'm feeling. Mm. Or you you were able to take the things that I'm feeling and going through, and and help me kind of make sense of it as well. Um, and I think that's like the, for me, the the goal of my writing is is to meet somebody where they are, and they can have a little something to hold on to for a little while. Because uh, yeah. you know I I approach it like you do, like I I I'm not gonna fix you or tell you how to live your life, but I I want to give you something that's gonna help you take another step or to to sit where you are with with hope and to remember like hey this yes this is hard i'm not mm-hmm. going to tell you like it could be worse or get over it i'm not that's not my kind of i'm not going to say that but I, yeah. I, I want you to have something that's going to um remind you that the light's going to come through the darkness and, and, and yeah. it may not be like right now but like, like it's it's, going it's it's gonna yeah it's, it's it's gonna be okay um all right i, I want to hear i want to hear one of your poems so what do you got oh. for us
1: <laughs> okay um I guess I'll read one from *I Saw You Flower* first, and I brought it here just in case I forget. Because um, <laughs> I, I know I have it in my brain, but I'm terrified that I'll.
0: Oh no! Don't don't feel like here's. So let me let me tell you a little story before I share this, because okay. this is what we do on the podcast. We just talk. Okay. So the first when I saw Nis Mojgani share that poem, he walks up to the microphone, uh-huh. and just delivers it perfectly. No really? book, no piece of paper, just like out of his heart, out of his <laughs> mouth, and it was just like that's amazing. I I cannot memorize
1: to <laughs> save my
0: life. Like we're we're doing this, we are doing the same prayers in the, in my church that we've been doing for 30 years. Uh-huh. And I'm still like, does that, does this line come before that line? Or does it come like you know, this before that? I am not great at it. So don't feel like just because you're a poet doesn't mean you're a memorizer. No, so funny. don't feel like you have to have it all down. Even when I go to shows, I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to read this off my iPad because I don't have it down, but it, it's in me. But I just when I'm in front of you it's it's somewhere else so
1: yeah it slips away
0: (laughs) no no need to apologize okay so what do you got
1: I'm glad I'm not the only one that feels that way (laughs) okay um I guess for the first one oh well this one's called if you're looking for forever it's a love poem and this one rhymes and the other poem doesn't rhyme so I thought I would do uh, but (laughs) anyway I'll start okay if you're looking for forever I'll take the batteries out of my clocks so that we'll be stuck inside this moment, as if time had really stopped. I would tell you I love you every second, except here seconds do not exist. So I'll say I love you with each breath, with each smile, with each kiss. And when I die, you can crank your watch, restart your clocks, begin the time, and know that we were infinite in the moment that you were mine. So that's that's, that's that good.
0: One. That's really good.
1: <laughs> Thank Those you. are that's
0: that's such a I, I, I like that poem. Because first of all, it's not them that I would write. And I think that's one of the reasons <laughs> why I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know how to write something like that. I, I would have to put in some sort of weird joke in there that would kind of ruin the whole poem. <laughs> There's that, but it's, it's, but it's also the, the imagery, right? Like uh-huh. it's this, like, it's this, uh, in like everyone knows what it's like to take a battery out of something and uh-huh. how, um, either frustrating it is or yeah. just like now we really have to do this now um because yeah. it always comes at the wrong time but you have that imagery and that 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 taking but also that giving
1: mm-hmm. i like
0: yeah. it. i like too- it I, I i would clap for it but i think it'd be hard on the microphone but know <laughs> that i am clapping for you what you. um so that's from your 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 first your first uh-huh. book right mm-hmm. um what were you telling yourself as you were writing that that book and you kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier but like what were you kind of like reminding yourself as you were putting words down on the page
1: Hmm. Wow. That's hard. <laughs> Let me think. I thought, on
0: that. I thought of that question yesterday and I was thought ah,
1: that's actually, that might be
0: a really, that's a pretty good question.
1: I'm excited. about this, so. Um, <laughs> man, well, that poem in specific was actually one of the ones, uh, it just kind of came to me. Um, mm-hmm. sometimes I'll be When I'm writing, I'm not necessarily just sitting down at my desk or anything. Mm -hmm. I've gotten out to where I go on walks, and that really helps. But um, a lot of times, it's just a phrase will come in my head during the day, and then I'll kind of build off of that. Um, So this one was kind of one of them where I was walking around during the day, and I just thought of the phrase, if you're looking for forever. And then I just started thinking about time, and then later on in the day, I was like, hmm, I'll take the batteries out of my clocks. Still had no idea where that was going. Um, So a lot of times they just don't have a plan at first. Mm -hmm. And then I kind of, I love using metaphors and analogies and imagery. So I kind of just built it into this metaphor um, and just kind of let it go from there. But um, yeah, throughout the whole book, um, I guess overall, I was just so excited to be writing that I think excitement was kind of, my feelings the whole time of writing the book. Um, And I just I felt very purpose filled in it, though. Um, I don't know. I just there was Mm -hmm. just this feeling that I I can't describe. Um, I just felt like I was meant to be doing it. So, Mm
0: -hmm. well, I think that's something that a lot of us and for those who are listening who want to be writers or want to be creatives or like have this like I want to write a book or I want to do this like you kind of have to keep reminding yourself, like, first of all, that, you, that you're supposed to, like, you're, it's okay to do it, right? Yeah. Like, you don't, like, anyone can just become a poet. So, like, you can just begin, right? You don't have to go to college to be a poet. You can just yeah. you can just start. And that's the same thing with, like, most creative things. And so it's, like, to remind yourself, like, no, there's, like, there's purpose in this. And I'm just going to keep taking that, like, that next, that next step. And it sounds like for you, it was pretty easy to find the excitement and the joy as you were creating because it all was new,
1: yeah, it was new, um, and I mean, there was a lot of fear with it too, though. Because oh, for sure. I don't know how you are with this, and I'm very curious. Actually, um, do you show people your poems before you publish them? Like, are you reading them to like your wife or th- your people around you, or or do you kind of keep them to yourself? Because I didn't really show anyone <laughs> my poems from both books before I published them. They were kind of mm-hmm. all to me, so I'm just curious. Were you terrified? I, what?
0: Oh, I was, I, the first book, I, I would say, you you just, you, you don't know what you don't know. And a lot of us want to know what we don't know. But the only way <laughs> to know is to, is to like do it. Right. Yeah. The only way. So like when I released my first book um, in 2019, I had shared a lot of those poems, like with audiences and okay. on Instagram and stuff like that. Like there was, there was not a, there was like maybe one or two poems in that book that no one had ever seen or had the opportunity to see before all a lot of them were like either recorded as spoken word tracks um yeah. or others i like shared in front of audiences or or put on my website or instagram um and then i did have people like edit and go through because it was a lot it was a lot of words and i'm not like a grammar guy it's like oh that's where you put a comma that's is that new are we so that's where they still go um yeah. so that's <laughs> Yeah, but then like the other books, like I, I've had people look over them. But I do this thing now, like when I write something new, um, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll I'll like share it online or I'll read it in front of an audience. And it kind of depends, like if I get good feedback from it. Uh, and most people are pretty kind, so their feedback's pretty terrible because they don't want to hurt my feelings because they know I'm <laughs> sensitive. So I really have to like push. Um, now, mm-hmm. thankfully, like my wife will say things like. I'm not sure this line makes sense, or can you tell me a little bit more about this? So it's a little bit helpful, but I like having other people look at my work, mm-hmm. even though I hate, I hate Shit. it.
1: Like I don't,
0: <laughs> it, it is it is very vulnerable. Um, but I also know that if I do that, the, the piece in itself mm-hmm. will be better. And I think that's, so like I have to remind myself again and again, like you, to do this, to do this the best that you can you need other people right
1: yeah so, yeah and that's, that's really cool i love you know. hearing that because i'm just so the opposite <laughs> yeah <laughs> well
0: yeah uh, and I, I have a i have a musician uh my friend named matt daring and he and i will send he'll he'll send me stuff all the time like hey what do you yeah. think about this what do you think about this and like he is very good at that at being like hey will you read this over for me and check this out and I'll send back my thoughts on it. But I would hate if someone were to, if I were to send it to somebody and they'd be like, what about this? What about this? So he's very, yeah. he's very, he's very gracious, uh, mm-hmm. to me. And so, so then you released your second book. Um, yeah. what's, how was that process? Cause there is, there is a difference between writing a first book cause you kind of know some things. You're like, I know how to release it. Yeah. I know how to celebrate it. I know how to put it out. What
1: uh-huh. was the
0: difference between the first book and the second book?
1: Um, well, I think first of all, my writing process kinda changed completely between the two <laughs> light and day. Um, the first book I think I was it was so new that I wasn't I was afraid to write down anything on the paper unless it was perfectly formulated in my head. And so I wouldn't allow myself to grow really looking at it. Um and even my handwriting, like I wouldn't want to write it down in the notebook unless it looked perfect it was a problem (laughs) but but, uh, I really let go of that with the second book having the first one out it I just told myself be messy you know (laughs) ditch ditch the idea of perfection and so that really helped me um with writing it especially because I mean my notebooks now are just cluttered there's I'm branching off every direction <laughs> to write stuff down. And that's given me a lot of freedom in my writing because before where I leave something the way it was, now I feel like I can change it more and it's okay if it evolves into something different than how it started. Um, so in general, the poems are way longer now. And I noticed this with your books too. I don't know. I was looking at, I have your books here. Um, yeah. Hey. <laughs> but um i noticed i was looking at your first one and it it made me think of the difference with my books as well your poems are shorter Mm -hmm. and then in walk a little slower i believe this was your first one right so my first
0: one was a yellow book title i don't know if i sent that one to you i don't think i had any so i didn't send it to you but so that's a yellow one so that one's look is is similar to walk a little slower so it's all longer ones so my second one the blue one is all the short ones
1: Oh, well I was wondering. So I was the... like, I wonder what changed in his writing mm-hmm. process because I noticed this one was smaller and then mm-hmm. the poems in this one are a lot longer. And so, um I I mean that's how my book is. I saw you as a flower. There's shorter poems and then if hearts had train wheels, they're a lot longer. So I was wondering mm-hmm. if something changed with yours, but apparently you were doing long poems before. So yeah. <laughs> no, I
0: well I can, well I'll tell you. So the first one was um it was a collection of like everything I had written for like seven years. So it was just oh. like all these longer, the longer pieces. And even yeah. some of those like early poems that like, I don't like sharing in front of people. Like yeah. I edited them up and then I put them in there because like, I liked the the poem in itself. I just don't like the delivery of the poem. So that was like a collection, like a true. Cl- and then the blue one I put out during the pandemic. So as you go, oh. words, for the, that one came out during the pandemic, uh, because I wanted to give something uh, create something where it was like, Hey, you can just sit with us. Cause I don't know. We don't talk about the pandemic too much, but like, if you go back to it, like, I mean, it was, it was a loud time. It was a lot of information. It was a lot of unknown. And so I wanted to give something where it was like, you can look at a, at a piece of paper and there's 12 words on it, but hopefully mm-hmm. those 12 words you can kind of are, 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 can meet you kind of in the place that you're at.
1: That's um, so cool.
0: Yeah. And then I wrote most <laughs> of walk a little slower during that pandemic time. So,
1: okay, um, okay. Yeah, I love that. So I was reading um, some of it and um, I just I, I just want to say I just love it. Um, Thanks. I like I noticed you use a lot of um, repetition. I feel like that really helps convey that message of hopefulness. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I was not when I was reading it, I felt, you know, full of peace and I felt assured. Like, I don't know uh-huh. is what what things do you like using when you write? Because I felt like I saw alliteration in there yeah notice. You love you love literature. i love that because i love it too
0: big um, literary yeah ellen everett
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> well you had one line i loved it it was like i i don't want to say it wrong but it was like i could watch the stars hang from the hands of heaven or something
0: yeah that's it yeah
1: yeah and i was like hang from the hands of heaven i was like yes <laughs> I, I just love literature, so it was making me so happy and then another one used a lot anyways there's just several yeah. that you really like but Yeah, I was just curious. What What do you feel like you're drawn to when you write?
0: It's It's really just kind of whatever comes out. Um, Mm -hmm. And I guess let's get into let's Let's lean into our poet poetry ness, right? Let's get very but like for me, it's like I'm gonna let every poem be its own poem. Um, mm-hmm. and so you can't really separate, you can, it's hard to separate the poet from, from the poem. And so like, I'm going to show up in every single piece that I write, like, it's just going to be like, oh, well, there's a little bit of like, he'll, he'll I'll talk about coffee and hope. Like, that's like, that's going to be something that, cause that's, that's a lot of my, my, like, I'm drinking coffee as we talk now, uh, yeah. <laughs> as you can tell, because my voice is speeding up, but like, it's, um, like I'm going to, I'm going to talk about the things that I, I know, and I'm going to write in a way that I need to hear it. Uh, mm-hmm. and I need to hear things again and again. So I am a, I am a rep- And like, even when I talk, even when I talk, I'm repetitive, I'm repetitive. Like, so like, it's always like, I'm saying the same thing twice because I need to hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a, And I think that's, that's also, um, well, it's true. That's what Jesus does. He tells us to be not afraid again and again. And then we also kind of hear it like, even just in, in, um, like in conversations that we have with people like, mm-hmm. I need to, like, I have friends who I say, hey, can you just tell me everything's going to be okay? And they don't just say it one time. Like, they're going to say it all throughout the conversation. Um, And so that's kind of what I want my work to be. It's something that's going to, like, when you come to it, you know that you're going to feel seen um, Mm -hmm. and that you're not going to feel like, and you're also not going to feel like you're wrong for something. Um, Yes. And 'cause I don't think that's what people need right now or no. have ever needed. Um
1: yeah. well so. I love that. I love your um your you sent me like a little print and something it said like I'll hope forward. And when I read that actually where that came from in your book, mm-hmm. I was like, that is so cool. And that was one of my favorite parts where you are using not it's not exact repetition, but some repetition you're like I'll keep continue forward something else. I can't remember exactly yeah. what I'm I'm butchering your words, but when you said, oh, I'll "Please hope, do," when you said, "I'll hope for it," at the end, I was like, "Oh, that just added that punch, like that mm-hmm. extra." So, uh, anyways, that's I love well, how you use it. and I do feel like your your message definitely comes through. So,
0: well, that's because I have good editors. Um, <laughs> my, but I think that's. And, but it took me, and I think you were kind of alluding to this a little bit earlier. Is is the whole idea? Uh, not the idea, but finding your voice. Right, like it, it takes a little while. And so like, I mean, the difference between your between your first book and your second book, and like, you just wait till like, what is your fifth book going to look like, right? Like, it's just going to be because you're not going to stop. Uh You're just going to keep, you're just going to keep writing, the words are going to keep coming. But like, there's going to be these, these small changes that feel like big changes along the way. Um mm-hmm. And People are going to be like, "Hey, why don't you write like this anymore? Why don't you?" Because it's like, yeah. I can't. Like, I just continue to change and grow as a writer because I started. Because like once you start, it's yeah. kind of it's kind of difficult. It's kind of difficult to to stop. Um, yeah. What are some things that um, you have to remind yourself of when you like get into like a, a weird headspace or when you feel like, oh, maybe I sh- I'm doing the wrong thing? Like, is are there things that you have to remind yourself again and again?
1: um as far as like continuing writing or or what Mm -hmm. exactly yeah um well i just i guess i just think about kind of everything in my life that's led me here everything feels very it feels like god nudging me in this direction and so uh, there will come times where i do feel like oh what am i doing am am i actually going to be able to make this my full-on career you know you're always peppered with those thoughts but um just reminding myself that i've I've not had these desires and i don't have these desires in my heart for no reason Mm -hmm. and um just the way things have fallen in the place it wouldn't be happening if god didn't have a plan for me with that um and so um really just thinking about that helps me go forward um and just yeah keep writing and um And then as far as just like actually like cranking the workout and riding um, for me, it is walks going on walks really helps me because it kind of lets you just breathe. Like you say, Mm -hmm. breathe a little deeper. Mm -hmm. Um, I just going on walks kind of resets me and just reminds me, okay, take your time. Enjoy the air, (laughs) you know, um, and let it be fun and just taking the pressure off of perfection really and just writing whatever comes to mind because on a day that you're not inspired sorry sorry you can edit the call
0: (laughs) i'll edit the call or maybe i won't and they'll be like what's going on so you're fine
1: (laughs) Uh, so um i like i love just writing even if i don't feel very inspired because i think on another day that i do feel inspired i can really take whatever messiness I wrote down that day and turn it into something completely different than maybe how I was feeling the day before. So um, yeah, just reminding myself that it's it's gonna work out.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and it's also like, I have to tell myself, like it's, it's definitely gonna change over time and it's not going to look the way that I thought it was gonna look when I first started. Yeah. And so it's, you're almost entering into it. Um, I mean, you're entering into it with like willingness but also understanding, like, it's going to change. It's not going to look the way that you want it to look. But yeah. like, if this is something that you feel like you're supposed to be doing, invited into, and it's not like, you know, it's not like, a, it's not wrong. Like, it's like a good thing. It's a helpful thing. Like, it's something's going to come along with it. And I yeah. think like a lot of times, like, I'll even get messages of like, I just want to be doing what you're doing and it's like well it it took me 10 years to get to where I am right now and I still feel like I have a long way to go but if like you're if you're you know I always say like if you're willing to be bad at it you might just become good at it and you might just be able to do it as a job um and uh it's a weird like it is a weird thing like going back to the beginning to when someone says hey what do you do say I am a poet and they're just like hmm that doesn't really that doesn't really check out but
1: (laughs) there's that weird like there's just a perception of poetry people in general. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's just,
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It. it's, it's super easy to put like, to when someone says, Oh, you are this to put them into a box. But yes. I, I feel like anytime I tell somebody that I'm a poet, I have to work extra hard to show them that I'm also a person.
1: Yeah. And they're like,
0: Oh, like you're not just in your head or in your thoughts. Like, no, I am, but I'm also a person and I'm here with you and like but i'm gonna write about you later so like, just
1: love that you said that because i feel like i have so many like internal conflicts with that like even on social as well especially on social media of feeling like i can't be funny because i'm a poet or share your personality because you have to fit in the poetry i don't Mm -hmm. know that world and it is really weird because if you're making silly videos or or just being silly around you're just showing your real personality you know you're you're a fully Mm -hmm. well-rounded person it is very weird it's just it's just hard because i -hmm. think when people go and see your stuff they do expect you to be one thing or i don't know i just love that you said that because i i struggle with showing the goofy sides or the yeah it's just yeah
0: it's yeah, and we could talk about social media for a minute. It's yeah. it's a weird place. It's mm-hmm. it's a, it's a great place because it allows us to you know receive messages and to share things. Uh-huh. But it's also like uh, I know that people follow me for they just kind of want the the daily bits of of words of of posts, which is totally fine. But I I'll, I'll even notice like if I do something where I'm like I'm just gonna do this for me, like I just want to tell you guys a story. Do this, like it's like there's a there's a there seems to be a, a a lack of connection then because they are like, yeah. well, I just really wanted the poem. Like, I wanted you to rhyme light with night. Like, would you just do that yeah. for me again? <laughs> you know, it's like, well, I, like, and so I, I, I have a hard time. I have a hard time with it as well, but yeah. um, it's also like, you know, part of that is my, is my job. And so like, you kind of have to be consistent for those people um, uh-huh. and continue to show them hey, this is like, I, I, I do want to give you these, these bits of hope or these mm-hmm. things that I've learned. Um, and uh yeah it's all a game it's all a game and nobody wins so <laughs> yeah. that's what social media is but you're you've been doing a great job on it like your your videos are are great and they're extremely they're extremely creative and so so where can everybody find you online
1: um yeah if you just look up ellen everett poetry um i have an instagram and a tiktok um and that's kind of where i do most of my mm-hmm. spoken word videos at least um yeah Yeah, I can't.
0: I can't get into the TikTok. I have tried so hard, and it's just (laughs) It's a. It's a brain. I can't do it. It doesn't work. My brain. I get on there, and I'm exhausted after two minutes. I think it's because I'm 33. Like I'm, I'm a little bit older for, for uh, for TikTok, but uh, they don't want me there. Uh, It's okay. I've accepted that. It's yeah. It's it's hard, but uh, okay. Will you share the last poem with us? I'm excited to hear this one.
1: Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um. This one's actually the last Um, poem in if hearts are training wheels okay Uh, and it's called recipe for living but yeah i guess i'll start (laughs) (laughs) whatever go for it (laughs) okay um yesterday came and left so quickly i wonder if i was even there for it at all this morning i woke and realized i forgot to relish in it forgot to marinate in its sunlight savor the sound of the songbird's final cries of jubilee before winter feeds their silence What did I do yesterday except fill it with empty conversations, leaving it malnourished and in want of something real? Sometimes I think that I'm immortal, like tomorrow will always be here for me. But today is fleeting, so I will sift it of all its hatred and knead out any bitterness. I will glaze it with love, garnish it with intentionality, sprinkle it with sweetness and benevolence. I will rise with each day and preserve it carefully. I won't allow it to stale or fester with mold. This is my recipe for living. It is not meant to be stored in a box or exchanged in hushed whispers. It is meant to be echoed from the mountaintops for the whole world to hear. Today is meant for us to partake in. So (laughs) that that's that one.
0: I like that a lot. And and here's why I like it a lot. I like it a lot because you like it a lot. And I think I think I think that's the thing It's like when somebody creates something that they loved to create and they love to share, it changes how it's, it's how it's heard. Right. Uh And I think, I think that's, I figured it out. This is why I like your work so much. It's because you believe in it and you like it too. And I think that's, I think that's what it is. I just, I'm putting all these pieces together in my mind. So I, I, I think that's, well, but I think that's, and that's, and I think we see this with a lot of occupations and jobs This is when somebody loves what they get to do and they share it with, um, humility and with, um, almost as if they're giving you a gift, it just, Mm -hmm. it changes everything. Um, and so I, I, and that's not, I don't think that's something that anyone's going to be able to take, take away from you. So thanks for, um, thanks for sharing your gifts with the world and for continuing to spread hope. You do a really good job of it.
1: Oh, thank you. That means so much to me. Thanks for having me here Bert doing the same as well i mean i'm seriously i think these phrases that i told you today from your books are burned in my mind so oh uh, they're, they're, they're tattooed in there now so um thank you for that
0: yeah well thank you so much for for being on the show and for anyone who's listening we'll have all the links in the show notes to uh ellen's work so check that out all right i'll talk to you later thank you again for listening to this episode of the walk a little slower podcast. Make sure to check out the show notes before heading off to the next thing. And as always, you can find me online at writtentospeak.com or on Instagram at written to And if you would like to support this podcast and my ministry, go ahead and visit patreoncom slash written to speak to become a patron. Your monthly donations allow me to spread hope and announce love through written and spoken word, just like this podcast. All right. That'll do it for this week's episode of the Walk a Little Slower podcast. I'll be back next Monday with a brand new episode. See ya.